0: Excuse me. Just a minute. Could we... T- I will be with you in
1: one second. Excuse me. While I respect your need to do whatever work it is you're completing on that odd machine of yours, I hope you understand we're both busy individuals with schedules to keep our own and- Okay,
0: done. Miss Raybar, are you aware of the difference between patents, trademarks, and trade dress?
1: I have a feeling you're going to give a thorough explanation regardless of my reply.
0: Well, if you insist. A patent is a government-issued property right granted to an inventor to exclude others from making, selling, or using their invention for a set period of time. A trademark is a word, slogan, phrase, symbol, or design that helps to identify and distinguish a company as the source of a particular product and or service. Trade dress is the visual appearance, characteristics, and overall look and feel of a product or its packaging and design, which signifies the source of the product to its consumers. Do you know how all three of these things are the same?
1: Not at present?
0: None of these things were filed for by your party to the U.S. Copyright Office nor any associated burn-protected nations. My party filed the trademark several months before you made contact, and thus, I really think we have a pretty clear-cut outcome.
1: Pardon me, but I failed to see how the outcome could be so clear-cut already. I thought I was reaching out to your party so we could reach an agreement of sorts regarding our similar names. But all I've heard so far are the sounds of clacking on your little box, and several arguments that don't seem terribly relevant to our place under Falstanian law. Well,
0: unless you want to consider yourself a derivative work and claim a fair use defense, but that still is affirmative, so...
1: Excuse me? My troop is far from derivative. We've been performing works from the classical canon of our empire for more than 100 years, and Starfall as a label has long suited the nature of our journey.
0: Look, we have proof of ownership... And proof of copying is in the name.
1: Or simply proof of similar ideas, as much as that may be causing us headaches now. Ugh.
0: You know, you really don't need a forensics team to get to the bottom of this. If you guys were the inventors of naming your show after the concept of a meteorite, you would have invented naming your show after the concept of a meteorite. For safety's sake, I'm going to go ahead and claim fair use on that reference. What? Let's move on to proof of access. Do you believe in God? That
1: hardly seems relevant. God-based systems of worship haven't been popular in our land for roughly 300 years. I mean, there's certainly the Lord to consider, but personally I don't put much stock in him or his church.
0: Uh, Neither do I, but I'm dating one of his security guards, so I make an effort.
1: Kudos to you, I suppose. Thank you.
0: Now, if we don't have proof of access, there's certainly an abundance of proof of similarity, at least nominatively.
1: Yes, I suppose if you are so set on framing your arguments in this manner, we could discuss the similarities and perhaps get to the root of what's causing so much confusion between our shared audiences. Well, I don't know about that last part. Then you'll have to take my word for it. Trust me, I've seen it out there. Starfall, where the stars fell. It's an easy mistake to make thinking we're the same product at a glance.
0: Not really. One of us is built on years of reckoning with an interfaith identity and living with disabilities, and the other comes from the same institution that gave us Dear Evan Hansen.
1: I don't know who this Evan Hansen is, but I assure you he's not dear to us. You seem intent on downplaying our own cultural significance here. This is
0: America, Miss Raybar. It's kind of what we do.
1: Well, I'm from Falston, and I've seen enough destruction and sidelining of the arts and of communities surrounding them to last a lifetime. We are a show and a troupe dedicated to upholding theatrical traditions, yes, but we are also dedicated to upholding our own members, to aiding people cast out by societal standards of what is pious and profitable. We are here to create something, and it seems so are you, which is why I reached out to you in the hopes of finding an arrangement that would serve both our needs.
0: Creativity, huh? Do you know what the Copyright Act of 1998 did?
1: Yes, we covered that topic extensively at my university.
0: It increased the terms of all existing copyright by 20 years and changed the new terms of protection to the life of the author plus 70 years. Do you know who lobbied for those terms?
1: I'm familiar with many lobbies, but tragically few from your world. Disney.
0: They wanted to ensure they could maintain the rights to their properties for longer, and every time one of them is about to go into the public domain, mysteriously we get a new set of rights extensions. Funny how
1: that works. And what, you're now intending to stand on the back of this Disney giant to make your argument?
0: On the contrary. I think it's a cautionary tale that might just provide a totally perfect solution to our problem.
1: Oh no, don't let me get in your way. Isn't there another legal precedent in that? Very impressive book of yours you'd like to trot out?
0: Nah, that's based.
1: Based on what? Uh, That's not... (sighs) whatever.
0: The point is, there is a legal way out of this that allows us to both continue creating. Which, personally, I think is the best option here. Copyright law is freaking draconian these days. I'm here to be right, not part of the problem.
1: I'm sure by your American Legal Public High School standards, your arguments today have been very impressive. Now, what was the solution you had in mind? Trademark law. Ah, yes. That lovely little reason you decided to turn what could have been a pleasant conversation into a court case.
0: First of all, every conversation with me is pleasant. Watch your tone. Second, the entire point of a trademark is to identify a product's source. That's why companies are so protective of them. McDonald's doesn't want you eating a really good burger and thinking it's from
1: Wendy's. I wouldn't know a McDonald's burger from one of Wendy's either way.
0: Me neither. Neither of them make it the beha. There are two caveats, though. My favorite kind of legal whataboutism.
1: All right, then. What about these whataboutisms is so appealing to you? And how are they meant to bring us any closer to the end of this affair?
0: The owner of a trademark only holds the rights to how said trademark is used with their product— And it only applies to the geographic area where they do business. We may have somewhat similar products, but we reside in very, very different geographic areas.
1: Yes, as we've established from your many instances of informing me of your country's draconian laws regarding who can call their show what or whatever.
0: For a theater professional, you sure do have a vehement disdain for the fourth wall. Oh my god, is this your fleabag era? Right, I
1: thought we were moving towards civility... There's no need to be insulting, calling me a fleabag. No, no,
0: it's literally like the best show ever. I made my boyfriend watch season two, and he had to go on Bus Bar afterwards.
1: You're losing me again. Never thought I'd say this, but perhaps we could get back to the draconian laws now. Do you guys have dragons? Not in the Empire so often, but I've heard there are still some populations in the Feywilds. We actually have quite an impressive portrayal of historical interactions with humans and dragons in Mariette fourth You see, there's a puppet...
0: Okay, never mind. Sorry I asked. What I was getting at is that because our shows take place in entirely different universes, we could hold identical trademarks while avoiding being in legal conflict. I can even help you with the paperwork if you want.
1: I'm certainly not going to say no, but... Perhaps asked to clarify, would a trademark filed for a Falstenian company in your... America even be valid? And regardless of that, I believe we still have to address the basic question of how do we establish to both our potential audiences that we are two separate shows, both worthy of their time and attention?
0: Well, we are going through all this effort for a 10-minute April Fool special in what's basically the metaverse. I told you, this is just like the social network.
1: I worry for the youths of your world if this is what you consider social.
0: It's Andrew Garfield playing out the most incomprehensible movie press tour ARG imaginable. What more could you want?
1: And out to this storyline, for one thing, which I may just have. While you came prepared with your legal texts, I thought ahead on one or two ideas that could really bring us together. Mine's bigger.
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
1: One foot after another. That's all I can do. That's all any of us can do. Those remote ops in the war. Neural implants let me control trucks, drones, whatever you got. Now I'm back and all these government issue prosthetics are falling apart.
0: What the hell are you doing in my barn?
1: I'm just looking for a little power, and then I'll be on my way.
0: That'll be Arlen Frey. He must have seen you on the drone feeds. Who is he? The meanest son of a bitch with a badge.
1: Broken Road. A dystopian audio drama coming Monday, July 25th, 2022, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you like to listen. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Broken Road Pod. Learn more at www.recursor.tv forward slash Broken Road.